You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, crossing the Rubicon. Kim, once again, as the intro said, you were being on the show before and we have come very good friends and have spoken about a many thing that's not linked in um, over the years. And welcome back to Dublin South FM. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. It's really good to be back. I, I hopped on uh, the the radio webpage before we got on this morning and took a look. And I think my profile picture is from I don't even know when. It's been a while. It's been a while. But our our, our paths crossed initially on LinkedIn and have kept track uh, over one another for the past few years. And a lot has happened. It's been interesting, but glad yes. to be back. Do that brainstorming. The brainstorming. The, the, the brainstorming. The, it's an ever-evolving, the machine is ever-evolving and ever-changing, and you just want to be one step ahead of the of the algorithm. Let let Use the machine. Don't let the machine use you. Yes. Um, and, you know, you're, as I would say, it's a, you're a LinkedIn influencer, and I know that you don't like that word influencer, but yeah, I, I yeah. have to say it anyway. Um, quarter of a million people now, would it be? Quarter of a million? Yeah. Yeah, a quarter of a million people, and 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 honestly, it it is not because of my brilliant prose or or anything of that nature. It is because of timing and consistency, and that was as a result of a number of years ago after I was was developing a new game plan after surviving the the failure of a of a business, recreating myself on LinkedIn, and I I spent about a year and a half writing an article every single day. And that was the timing with when when LinkedIn and Google and the articles were meshing together beautifully. And if you Googled my name at that time, I came up page one, two, and three in Google because of the LinkedIn articles. And the LinkedIn articles generated those those people. Well, that's not the case anymore. The the focus of LinkedIn has shifted and changed. And, and we could talk about some of those things, but but my my point here is. It's a matter of of picking a lane and and going and then being ever mindful of where those opportunities are within the platform because they're always wanting to get more people there and get more eyeballs there and and keep people there. So if you're doing something to initiate that, then LinkedIn will give you viewership. Over the last two years, when everyone was locked down, it it was the only shop really in town to trade so everybody was jumping on linkedin and everybody was trying to get their message out there and you know microsoft have purchased linkedin as well which are trying to turn it more into a social platform than a business platform and there is there is a divide going on with people on that subject but with everybody jumping on to the only show in town at the time has made it more complex for people actually to use it correctly or to get business. Yeah, and and something I something that is foundational that a lot of people miss and that has that has changed dramatically just over the past 6 months is their profile. So now there's a there's a creator mode for example where you can have a, a live URL directly from your profile you can um uh be known for certain hashtags you're more easily found that is the foundational aspect that if you just get that right 
Then when people are Googling you, whether you're applying for a job or you're looking for a business partner or a new client, your LinkedIn profile will pop up and it will immediately, very clearly convey what it is that you do. So if you're not going to do content and, and articles and engagement and all of that, just getting that one piece right can make a huge difference. And just in the past six months, the features there have changed dramatically. And we're, we're getting a huge uptick in that type of business for people who, you know, maybe they're in this particular business right now, but they want to just kind of have their foot out there. They're not actively looking for a job, but they certainly want to be found or or have opened the door for people coming to them for opportunities, right? And that comes with having that profile tightened up. You know, we have creator mode on, so we write a monthly newsletter and we've, you know, we've only really switched it on ourselves in the last four months. So we've completed four and we were talking to some says, oh yeah, most people only write three and give up, you know, and it's that consistency. But having that on, and I was speaking to one of our clients the other day and says, God, Joe, I never see any of your content on LinkedIn. And I go, what? I says, I'm writing something every week on LinkedIn. And they're going, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it. So that creator mode is reaching out to a bigger audience. So, you know, and, and one of the things that I talk about when I'm with my clients is, and it's not about having hundreds and thousands of connections it's having a small amount of connections that means something so stop connecting with your competitor you know connect with the, only the people that you want to do business with so the question i'm asking is that even though we have creator mode on how do we still connect with the people that we wanted to connect to within our own network so that's a really good question. And, and in, let me address specifically the newsletter situation. So when you do decide to do a newsletter, the most important thing is that you have your network pre-established with the people that you want prior to launching it. Make sure the name is tight because you get one chance. The very first time it goes out, it goes out to everybody in your network. That's the one chance that you get. Then the algorithm is going to take a look at, okay, how many people said, yes, I want to sign up for this newsletter. Then they're going to decide how many people they show it to afterward. So what will happen afterward, you know, the first one goes out to, to everyone. And then the other one will come up in a notification for people. So maybe they, maybe they'll see it. Maybe they won't. It depends on how often they check into LinkedIn. So that's the, the newsletter side of things. But in terms of, um, getting in front of the people that you want to get in front of. I am a firm believer in multi-purposing things and also not putting all your eggs in one basket in terms of deliverability. So LinkedIn can change the rules anytime in any different capacity. And, and we do everything from, you know, from profile upgrades all the way up to paid ads where people are throwing, you know, 10, 20, 30, $50,000 a month at ad campaigns and everything in between, you know, events and all that stuff. So there are many different aspects of LinkedIn, but I know that at any given time, they can flip a switch and one is on and one is off, right? So if you've taken the time to create this content and deliver value in, in an article, you need to be doing other things with that. So, and we, we talked a little bit about, about this before we, we hopped on, taking that article and sending it out to your newsletter list, sending it out via email, putting it out on Twitter, uh, putting pieces of it out on, on uh, Facebook, having the blog on your 
um, web page so that there's a a breadcrumb trail and a spider web if you will so if they're not seeing it here maybe they'll see it over here or over here so it kind of and because that that leverages your effort and it also puts more control in your hands rather than relying solely on one way to get in front of those people yeah it's repurposing that content and i do agree like we get you know something out on LinkedIn, but then it's about emailing people as well, just to let them know, because even though we message people on LinkedIn, they could be getting 50 million messages a day and you get lost in the message. So it's about emailing them. And even we go to the third level, which is on some, on some cases, if we're really sort of looking at a client is actually posting something out to them as well. So we will believe that it's having three pillars going directly out no matter what them like you might have three pillars in one end or, or, or switch it switch switch one or two of them but it's having three because we've noticed that if you have three you're the person is coming more aware and also most people give up after three attempts so they'll check with someone hello whatever it may be everyone everyone connects with everybody but then when they do a second message or a tour they it falls off the wagon you so know that- I'm, I'm going to share something with you we were talking before about just kind of shifts in, in business i'm going to share something with you that i've noticed this year and we have been terrible at so we have a bunch of prior clients did we have a program to reach out to them and and just connect and and say hi the answer to that is no we didn't and so what wound up happening this year is we we saw that we were getting a lot more client referrals people were were, were referring us more so without our effort and i thought to myself you know what if we actually put forth an effort to reach out how are things going what's going on is there anything i can help you with we, you know would you like to chat about strategy and and we we still aren't as good at that as we need to be in terms of consistency and that falls on my shoulders um but well, everything that else alone, that you're doing as well yeah Quick, another but, list Kim, right i've got this here take it, it. One thing. <laughs> but but that those people are already warm so you you get them in with the three pillars and you do great work and you have a a, a great relationship and you work together for however long you work together but we weren't doing anything to dig into that and oftentimes people are always looking for what is the shiny object what's the new thing who are the new people but what about massaging those prior clients i would it's i would agree because everybody looks at the strategy connect with someone and then put an offer to them but you have people in your one connection and some you might have never done work with but they connected with you two three years ago and it's about just reaching out to them and going hi you know we've been we've been connected for a long time I know, you know, is there anything I can help you with? And that's one effort to make it. Because I think at the moment, the way the world is developing with all the garbage that's going on, I think it's getting, people are coming more savvy. People's time is 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 being exhausted. And I, we mentioned this before about offering real value. And you said to me, says, you know, real value, is that a word that's been what it what is that to you what does that mean because it 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 i don't know about you but i get hit 
often with with messages on email someone found me through linkedin and they're acting like we're chummy chummy and when they use world words like value to me clearly they haven't really done a whole lot of research as to what it is that i would perceive to be valuable what is real value dan what is when you think of real value what do you think of well i i would like that the person on the other end has done at least a little bit of research as to what it is that I do. Right. So if, if I hear something like, you know, well, oh, we're going to, you know, increase your leads by 50% or, or we're, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, you, you don't understand what we, what we do. You're selling a templatized commodity that isn't really something that's of interest to me. Now, if, if someone um, hits me and, sa and says, you know, I see that you're managing a team. Um, you do a lot of this remotely. Maybe, you know, do you need help with, I don't even know, pay payroll or, or whatever. If, if, if they've actually put forth a bit of an effort to understand what it is that we do, then that's great. But everybody wants to scale. And I, and I've always said, you know, scaling is, is not a bad thing as long as you're doing it correctly, because if you don't do it correctly, it allows you to fail in mass. If you tick a bunch of people off, I, I don't know if you heard, and I'm I don't know if you heard about the the PayPal situation um, last week or two weeks ago. Censoring, and then they lost millions of people. Like they lost like fifty billion dollars in in that. That is an example of failing at scale. Um, we are going to do this thing because we think it's really great, and we don't really care what you think. Um, so we're going to go ahead and kick this thing out, and. Um, massive failure. So you really have to be careful when you're doing that reach out that you are and and that's not an an exact analogy but but that gives that gives some scope as to what can happen if you're if you're not paying attention to the individual. Yeah, I think with with the with them it was arrogancy, being arrogant in their own in their own beliefs, you know. So if that 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 is the one thing and can destroy a company. But yeah, I think it's like it's digital or the world we live in. People think that marketing now is just something you send out and come back. The dirty part of marketing is, you know, going on to LinkedIn, finding a person, going on, looking at their website, searching to see if they, when you have that look, okay, they're missing something on what they do, what I can help them with. Or, you, you know, you jump on a company and you say it's a software company and look at it, go, well, they do this. And then you'll scroll down and go, well, we do lead generation and marketing. And go, I'm going to take them off my list because they're competitors. And it's that dirty part of marketing that you have to go through the painstaking part that a company has to go through to really hit the, the people and speak to the people that they only want to speak to. And that going back to the value, I'll give you I'll give you an example of like when I reach out to people on LinkedIn or if they reach out to me and I connect, if there's something that I see on their uh, profile or on their corporate page, I will give them, hey, here, here, here's and and here's here's a real this happens all the time. Um, your company page is not correctly set up on your profile. So when people hit you, they're not going to a company page. Here's how you fix it. Glad to be connected. That is delivering value. I actually fixed a problem for them before asking them for anything. So to your point, if you're looking at someone's webpage, they're a software company, and maybe you see there's something, maybe you go to their contact page or their 
whatever, you know, top of funnel thing they have on their webpage, or maybe they don't even have one. And you reach out and say, here's something that you could do to increase your results. Like what we do is even take, we even take a screenshot of their site and we'll even plant in a landing page on it and saying, have you ever thought about putting something like this in, in the headline of it? So it's making that extra effort. But what the question then is when you hear about real value and, you know, I'm reading a great book at the moment and I'm, I'm in, um, in great friends with, with the author as well. And we talk about real value and success. So success is me, myself and my ego for how I want to be successful that he says that if you replace success with value of what value you can bring to the table to change your customer's life, then your mindset is focused on the deliverable instead of the ego. Oh yeah. And that that's, that's the basis. I mean, when you do a strategy for marketing, that is where you start. Um, if you start with success, you're never going to have a successful campaign or you're never going to deliver results for your client. So it always it always starts with that because because at that point, then you take sales off the table, then you're not selling. And that that's the part of LinkedIn that's so great. You don't have to sell. You just have to solve problems. So if you have this problem, I solve that problem. And if you'd like to discuss how I can help you, let's chat. So. If, if, if your intention is starting there and then you scale up from there in your messaging and your content and your outreach, then you're much more likely to attract to you those people of a, of a similar mindset and, and you're avoiding the possibility of failing at scale when you're just going for the dollars. Knowing what you know now, would you have done things differently at the very beginning when you decided on this you know, this path of LinkedIn you know you, you came from a company that failed you know we all have had companies that have failed and we've learned probably more from them than anything else looking back would you go do you know I wouldn't have wrote a blog every day or I wouldn't have you know killed myself for working 18 hours to get to the to where I am I I don't think that I would because I I I tend to be the type of person that likes to figure things out I need to know answers and I research things ridiculously and for whatever reason the platform because I I got active on LinkedIn prior to the Microsoft uh, purchase and and LinkedIn actually reached out to me encouraging me to this is before LinkedIn even had an app encouraging me and and a bunch of other people not just me to to continue to create content so in the stumbling and bumbling and work and and all of that I found my way here which is a business that is designed to deliver extreme value and support to people who really need it because we're really, really good at what we do. But more importantly, it, it it's a solid business that provides um, financial security for the people on the team. And, and, and they also can, can work around it. We have single moms that work for us. We have caregivers that work for us. Um, we have people that 
that do their work in the hours that work for them because that works and that works for us because we you know we work with people all over the world we 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 can be working 24 seven really if we're working on a project that's in the middle of the night with somebody else that's totally fine so all of that stumbling and bumbling and all of that hard work led he led here and i never could have created that direct path had i not done the stumbling and bumbling and working and bumping into things and and it continues to this day because stumbling and bumbling i'm still stumbling <laughs> and bumbling it's it the title of the show stumbling <laughs> and bumbling on linkedin <laughs> stumbling and bumbling your way to success and value <laughs> There you go. Real That's value, yes, yeah. So yeah. organic, um, I think LinkedIn offers a better opportunity. It's extra work reaching out to people organically than any other platform as well. Would you agree or disagree with me on that? I absolutely agree with that. And there there have been many that are that have tried to knock them off, but they got they were there first. They did it first. They've they've had products that they've tried to offer for sale that that really didn't have the value um add that they thought that they did. But what they do have is all of the business professionals all over the globe. That is unbelievably powerful because you can you can open a door to people that you never would have been able to open a door before LinkedIn. Two of the things when I say it's like a Rolodex. So treat it as a Rolodex. The second one is when you're reaching out to people, visualize yourself walking into a hotel networking meeting and you're sort of talking to the person, but they're not answering because they're, you know, and sort of have that approach. But what it really amazes me about LinkedIn, depending on the trends, they can actually see or forecast what the business trends are around mm -hmm. the world. So they'll be able to know if there's a recession coming or a country is booming or slowing down by what's going on on their platform. And that's what right. I think amazes me with the information that they yes. have. Yes. F Facebook are probably very envy because if Facebook was to get $75 or $150, I don't know what it is, depending if your legacy or sign up new, it's client paying that amount. So there's probably maybe about 40% of the whole regime is paying X amount for, for um, Navigator. Facebook yeah. would have loved to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plus they're, they're going after dollars. They're, they're going after fortune dollars. So if you have, you know, Johnson and Johnson or whomever who throws, you know, $50,000 at, at paid ads a quarter. And then you also have your sales team of 5,000 people, each of whom have sales navigator. Then you have your recruiting team that all have recruiter or recruiter, right? Then your training programs as well your courses you're talking serious money at that point and then they've also scooped up the little guys too so they they it was really like com and stuff as well so but and that's where it is that i think they you know i think they have to have it because their people are paying monthly i think they have to allow people to reach out organically because now like linkedin now you write something on linkedin it doesn't go anywhere yeah, I'm not LinkedIn, Facebook, it, it writes something and it goes out to six people. Um, and you have to pay to get it out to everyone. I think LinkedIn are kind of going, we can't really do that if someone is paying us 
75 or 125, whatever it may be, is paying as a cost a month. And I think that's the advantage. And I've also noticed that if you are on Navigator, your reach, the algorithm favors you with your reach of your post than if you're than if you're just a normal LinkedIn. And and LinkedIn is always trying to stay one step ahead of the bots. So it 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 is a, a dance between we want to encourage people to be on LinkedIn as long as possible. We want those eyeballs there as, as long as possible, but we want to discourage any third-party software um, activity. And, and so many people have done that, you know, the whatever it is, $50 a month, and they hook up a, sh- a machine to your well, – and, and LinkedIn will shut you down. And no no discussion or anything, you're just gone. And and a lot of people don't understand, well, that's your name that you're talking about. And when someone Googles you, LinkedIn generally is going to pop up one, two, or three. So you have to be, you have to keep that, you know, you have to really guard that very, very tightly. So it's always a dance between, it's always a dance between we don't want people to be spammy, but we do want people to connect. So to your point, Joe, having Sales Navigator, they're going to let you reach out to more people because you're making the investment. Hopefully you're not making the investment and then turning it over to a machine, although some people do. And then they're also paying attention to who's connecting back with you because they're, they want to show you more people like that. If these are the people that are connecting with you, why don't you connect with this person, this person, and this person who are similar to this person? Also, if you like this piece of content, then maybe you'll like this piece of content and that piece of content. Now, I will also say that LinkedIn will push what LinkedIn wants to push, as all the platforms do. And we we are aware that that is what they do and that is how it is. So you have to play the game and say... If you see something in your feed, for example, hey, guess what? I don't want to see this. I am not interested in this at all. I'm here to do business, and that's what I want to see. Thank you very much. So you can teach the algorithm to show you the things like what I what I said when we first started out. Use the machine. Don't let the machine use you. So if you see a post on cats, you can actually <laughs> click on LinkedIn and go, yeah. I don't want to see posts in on the, cats. In the upper right-hand corner of every uh, post, there are three little dots and you can click on there and you can say, unfollow this person, or I don't want to see this content. You can report the content or whatever, but generally speaking, it's something that's just like, okay, I, I don't have time for this. So then what will happen is, is the algorithm will, will become trained and start to show you those things that you do want to see and get rid of all the junk. I don't know. I think I'm on LinkedIn since 20. I don't know. 20. What, how long has LinkedIn gone? 2014? Is it really 2018? I don't even know. Like, but don't it's, know. It's, it's something like that. I think I celebrated my 12th birthday or something and I signed up to it. But I, I said her algorithm knows everything about me at the moment, which is also damn worrying. <laughs> it's crazy. I have had so many things with inter... I don't know if I told you this or not. I had a thing where I had a, a couple of team members working in G Suites. We have our, our emails are on G Suite. So I had them in my account, two people sending out emails. And one person was able to get in. The other person was not able to get in. And she confirmed, she said, is, is this your password? Yeah, that's my password. I haven't changed it. So she tries to do it three times and she gets a message that says, Kim, sign into YouTube and then give us the code on YouTube. And, and this was... G- because Google owns YouTube. So even though it was my correct password, it was saying, no, stop. You've got to now go over here. 
and give us this code that we're giving you over here in order to unlock that. You will see more and more and more and more of that, the interconnectivity of these various tech companies. And being aware of how all of that works is very important um, to protect the information that is that is private to you and to also use these platforms in ways that are good rather than not so good. I think it's really a case of they use a security, you know, but they they don't want anyone else using your account in your company. They want it to be authentic, which is which is understandable. But there's just some underlying, you know, this is connected to that that you may not necessarily think, but it really is. It it's just things to be aware of. Again. I'll jump back and say, if people just look at LinkedIn as a Rolodex, as a diary, as you know, and treat it that way, and there is the graft that you need to do, there's no other way around it unless you do decide to go with these bots, which can end up disastrous because you'll end up sending stuff off to people who are irrelevant to what you're trying to do. It, You know what, though? That particular project... What that was is there was somebody who was keeping track of all of the layoffs, you know, the lo- lots of layoffs, they will continue, they will they will expand, and that will be happening for a while. So we created a, a product um, and, a, and a discount for people who had just been laid off. And so we had their email address, and the, the email was, hey, if you are looking to get some help on LinkedIn. Here is some help. Here is like, I mean, we gave them like a ton of how to just free, just here you go. Here it all is. And if you need help, if you want someone to help you with writing or or whatever, here's a discount code because we know you've just been laid off and here you go. That is what we did. So that was absolutely directly to some person that we were seeing is potentially needing our help. We gave them some, a huge thing of value for free. And we also gave them a discount. That's how we used it. So that that is a really good way if you really know your market and you really know your offer to be able to go out. And that's what that particular program was for. So we would never do anything that was just a blast randomly. Um, and actually, we'd never done anything like that before. We just saw that this was kind of an unprecedented time. But LinkedIn, you know, it, it, it you know, everyone talks about my god the spammy messages hello connect and then suddenly you get the three-page document on on it and you kind of wonder okay i see that i ignore it but i wonder is their hit rate better they must be getting if they keep on doing it surely their hit rate is probably paying off you know i I don't know. I, I, I do know I've, I've seen some case studies of companies that do that. They do the automated email outreach. And I, I have to say, I'll give them credit for creating copy that is compelling because a, a lot of that is, it's very important. You know, it needs to be short, sweet to the point, but really kind of a, in tying in with the, what I was just talking about, about the people that were laid off. If you know that you have something that is really helpful to someone who is in the market for it, that's very different than trying to cast a wide net saying, hey, we do web pages. You need a web page. Call me today and I'll do a web page. You know what you know what I'm saying? It's like when you do a webinar and you then you go back and you look at all the people that had signed up to the webinar and then you look at through their accounts and you'll see 
marketing agency, sales agency, and you go, well, there's write them off because they're the competitors looking, right. <laughs> looking at what we're that doing. That wasn't my intention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, targeting really important. That's and that's another that's another um point with regard to to the word scale. You know, are you scaling correctly or are you just randomly throwing things out there to get numbers? So 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 the question then we're coming back to is real value. So that word value can be used in the wrong way. However, for myself the word, when I think of real value, it's how we really, really, really can step within an organization. And the real value is their customer. So marketing is about not getting a client to sign up. Marketing is about how that person will feel after they've gone through the process and working with you. So the real value is how do we get clients to have that epic feeling of working with you? And that's what I believe real value is. And then use that to drive a business forward. Yes, because that then that then generates repeat customers and referrals. That then generates, depending on what you do, longer client retention so you're not always seeking new clients but it is finding that right balance what does the market need now what are the things that i do i mean we we saw a lot of that over the past two years where businesses you know that were non-essential right they had to figure out ways to be essential and they did and they figured out ways to okay we used to sell like this we used to do everything in person. Now we're going to reel it back and we're going to do some things online, right? That's an example of, of saying, okay, well, we we did deliver value and we did do these things, but now the world has changed. And so now we need to do those things. So a, a lot of a lot of companies are doing that. I'll give you an example of a, of a company that we worked with, um, a roofing company. So they did commercial roofs as well as residential roofs. Well, then they were kind of they, you, you. You do business where you're chasing storms, right? Things happen, and you and you do repairs of things of that nature. But how can we get residual income? Well, if you purchase this package, where um, we come out quarterly and we inspect your roof and we look for any issues that could potentially be potentially be problematic, we can fix them right up up front. They cost whatever it costs per year. And, and you're going to wind up saving money in the long run because your, your overall damage is going to be less, you know, whatever. Okay. That was an example of a company that used to do a pay per service, but then they turned it into a residual. So getting savvy and, 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 and really think about where the market is, what it is that you do and how you can adapt to what people need now has really been a game changer for a lot of industries. When you talk about roofing companies and it's B2C, a lot of people will think that's Facebook, you know, but. No, it was B2B, commercial, big, 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 as well as residential, but mostly commercial. But it's, when you think of roofing, they'll think yeah, Facebook. Yeah. It's like I was saying to one of our clients who's in the construction business. I said, look, you're painting, you're a painting and decorator. Most of you, remember, most of your clients will probably be on LinkedIn. And they may need painting for their own house. So don't, you know, let come up with a strategy 
that can actually connect with those people who are in work, known that they need painting. And if you can do something on LinkedIn they might, and you're in their area because you've done proper targeting through Navigator, he says, you might get a couple of clients out of it. You know, and people don't, they think, oh, it's all business to business, but I need logs, you know, or I need a painter or, you know, we need, and that's a part of it that I don't think that's been utilized either is actually that secondary subconscious mind of that person that goes, we need something, you know, we need a holiday. We need a holiday. So when using that or to, a, a vacation home or jewelry or, you know, Tiffany Chanel, they're all over LinkedIn. So you, you can definitely cross the B2C, B2B line. And then it also gives your brand um, just more visibility a, across platforms, which, and that's harder to, to really track ROI, you know, where did they see us? Maybe they saw us on, on Twitter and on LinkedIn. And I, I still get a ton of, um, views from a speech I did back in 2019 that's on YouTube and never how strange, you know, we don't really do anything to promote that, but we still get a lot of people that come in. So the more placeholders you have in different areas, the more, likely you are to pick up clients as a result. Okay. So my last question, what in your research now, because we know that, you know, you're a great, great at researching and you've, you know, I have to say that when I ask you something normally, you go, and says, oh my God, where did you find that out? Uh, <laughs> what are you noticing now within the marketplace and what do people need? Now, before you answer that, the research that we've done within say tech companies um that they're they they need help with their client acquisition so that is basically being able to bring that value and get people to come in okay that's what we're finding what are you finding yourself so i agree wholeheartedly two sides are, are what i'm seeing okay so one side is the, the companies who have um, deep pockets, they have a lot of cash. They haven't had time to do branding, web page upgrades, you know, outreach, networking. And now that they can take a breath because things are slowing down, they're going to throw some cash at that. The the bigger companies with, with bigger projects, we're seeing that. We're also seeing on the other side, whatever it is that 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 people do, it has to be attached to um to generating income. So that's to your point of creating that consistent sales funnel, because there are companies that have been in existence at a time where cash was flowing, things were great, everything's fine. And they just, all they have to do is hold out their hand and business comes flying in. And that is not the world that we live in now. So if you do not have a solid funnel structure um, game plan that you're using to get leads in the door, you are in a very serious situation. I've got a call later uh, today with a buddy of mine who's been in real estate for over 20 years, and we've done a number of transactions together. And he knows he knows the gig, and he works for a very large real estate um, organization. And uh, he said, Kim, according to the president of our company, 91% of all agents that are in the market today have never worked with an interest rate over 4% or for houses being on the market over 45 days, 91%. What are those guys going to do? They don't know how to do the work necessary 
to be able to g- get over a hump, right? And that's the case to your point about, you know, the tech companies, so various software companies. They it's don't have the They need the tools. Exactly. Exactly. So we're seeing the same thing. I was speaking to someone and uh, they said to me, said, you know, what we learned in the 80s and 90s that helped us through business had was forgotten about over the last, you know, 10, 10 years or so or 20 it's been, years. It's been like 40 years, 50 years of just cash and more cash and easy cash and low interest rates and boom, boom, boom. Everything's just going. It's easy, 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 easy. And now we're getting into you're going to need to be savvy. You're going to need to be scrappy. Uh, you're going to need to look at things differently. It's a bit of hustle. Exactly. Exactly. Kim, if people want to reach out to your fine self and connect with you on, on I'm not going to say LinkedIn. You probably have everyone on LinkedIn that listens to this anyway. <laughs> no, no, there's always, <laughs> there's always room for more. Yeah, on, on LinkedIn, it's um, Kim Peterson Stone. Um, our, uh, our webpage is linkability.us and people can get, I mean, we, we have hundreds and hundreds of how to blogs and insights. And if, if people want to get their hands dirty and dig in and learn, there's a ton of resources there. Uh, but if I have any, if, if you have questions for me directly, just reach out to me on, on LinkedIn. Okay. Thanks for coming on to Dublin South FM. What if you could have a sustainable business without the liquidity concerns and make your company more profitable? curious check out our tried and tested proven client acquisition formula go to www.joedalton.ie and book your free consultation now